Well, let's take sincerity just for a second. Okay. Because, you know, back in the day, if you weren't sincere... You keep going back in the day. Well, you have to bring it up, Gerald. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if you weren't sincere, your boss would just come up to you and say, you know, you told me you were going to do X, and you didn't do it. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB Episode 2. Masterminds of Business is an uplifting and informative show about the four building blocks of business, processes, people, customers, and resources. During today's show, we will delve into the people building block with our review of A Thin Book of Trust, an essential primer for building trust at work by Charles Feltman. We hope you'll learn some strategies for being a better leader by becoming more trustworthy. Every show, we'll try to inspire you by introducing you to one of our masterminds, or bring your attention to a book, a podcast, an article that focuses on one of the four building blocks of business, giving you the courage and the knowledge to conquer the hurdles that you may face in your own life and career. Lastly, we will review what's on the top of our minds after completing the show. So let's get to it. Welcome back. I'm here with co-host Valerie Lewis. And we're going to discuss The Thin Book of Trust, An Essential Primer for Building Trust at Work by Charles Feltman. <laughs> so, Val, why'd you make me read this book? Well, Gerald, I don't trust you. You don't Basically, trust Basically, I don't trust you. So I just figured, you know, <laughs> let me have you read this book. No, really, I, I, I asked you to read this book because I really believe in the concepts that uh, Mr. Feltman identified in his book. It's a quick read. And I really felt that he gave really practical ideas and information about how to identify trust, what to look for in terms of behaviors, and how to engage in meaningful, productive conversations to when you find yourself in a distrustful situation. Well, it is a quick read. I will say that. I think he tried to invent new ways to describe an old term. That's what I really think about the book of trust. Look, if you could be here, radio audience, I'm telling you, she's like about ready to bust a blood vessel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just, I don't really, I really think he took his time and, and he really digged the way that he described the four areas. And the four areas are sincerity, reliability, competency, and care. It really helps the um, person that's going through a difficult situation. It really helps them to dig deeper and to take the time to identify their own trust, you know, behaviors, and also to look at the situations around them to really see, you know, where does, where does this trust or lack of trust fall, fall in terms of these four areas? Well, let's take sincerity just for a second. Okay. Because, you know, back in the day, if you weren't sincere... You keep going back in the day. Well, you have to bring it up, Gerald. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if you weren't sincere, your boss would just come up to you and said, you know, you told me you were going to do X, and you didn't do it. Okay. And you, you basically lied to me. Okay. Now, they might not say you lied to me, but they would say something like, you know, I expect if you tell me to do something, you're going to do it. Correct. They wouldn't call it trust, though. It wouldn't be like trust. It would just be you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Well, but, but do you think back in the day that, you know, how, how did the workers feel? How did the person that was receiving that information, how did they feel? The same way they felt when Mr. Feltman told them how, <laughs> when Mr. Feltman told them you weren't being sincere. <laughs> no, I, again, I think the sincerity, it goes both ways because the book not only helps the leader 
to come to the employee and say you're not being sincere. It also helps the employee to engage in that dialogue to go to the leader to say you're not being sincere. And I don't really think that happened back in the day. So bring it up, Gerald. Bring well, it up. Well, bring I'm up. just saying <laughs> if you weren't being sincere and you want, and your boss was not standing by his word, so to speak, you would have to address it. If you didn't address it, you were going to have a continuing problem anyway. Well, your boss could address it with the employee, but the employee didn't have really a lot of tools to feel empowered to address it with the leader. I think and this isn't. A, this is just. Uh, you and I will agree to disagree. Let's no, just start. No, this. no, we're going to agree. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think you always have to be able to talk to your boss, whether it was back in the day or in today's day. You have to be able to express your opinions, uh, how you feel about something to your boss, and hopefully without fear of retribution. This is where you would have that. This is what determines whether you have a good boss or a bad boss. Mm -hmm. Just because Mr. Feltman decided to put it under the definition of trust, I don't know. So anyway, let me just let, let tell tell the audience what sincerity, as Mr. Feltman says, Mr. Feltman. I don't know if I like. <laughs> I don't know if I like how you're saying his name. Just say it. You know, Charles. Charles just Feltman. Charles. <laughs> how, how Charles Feltman. Tell me, how do you like sincerity? Is you know, what is sincerity according to Charles Feltman? It's you mean what you say. You, you say what, what you, you mean, say. and you mean what you. Say. So back when I was like, you walk the walk and you walk the talk. I guess it was you walk. That was a. I guess that's my New York accent. Yeah, that's your through. New York coming out. <laughs> you walk the talk. So that was that was what sincerity is to Mr. Felt. Right. Right. Have so, you ever experienced a uh, time when you had to tell somebody they weren't being too sincere with you? Yeah. Yeah. And and you know. And you use this trust language. Well, um, <laughs> or did you go back in the day and went, hey, you know, you just lied to me. Well, let me let me put it like this. So let me just say it's a process. Okay? OK, so you start off with baby steps, but you have to. So if if I tell you I'm going to do something, I have to do that and I have to deliver that. I personally would have a little bit of difficulty with my boss if they told me, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to meet with you on Tuesday at nine and we're going to go over this plan and I'll give you and that doesn't happen and it falls through and then that my boss does never says anything to me. Mm -hmm. I start in in my mind start building up the trust the lack of trust but it's really they're not meaning what they say and so really Charles helped us to identify put a word to it and put a meaning to it. Um, and if I could put a meaning to it and if I can say what it is instead of saying it's trust and I can say they're really not sincere, I, I think that that helps me to be able to come up with a strategy for engaging in that dialogue and conversation. Well, I just want to tell you about I'm not saying that Mr. Feltman, what <laughs> Mr. Feltman the, this, you know, describes as the four competencies or what does he call it? The four. He calls it the four definitions, the four but definitions. I'd suggest say breakdown, breakdown okay. into four areas. The four Let's areas, keep it simple. The four areas of trust. I'm not saying those areas don't exist. Right. I'm saying they exist. I'm just saying that Mr. Feltman decided to put it all under the banner of trust and make it a management deal versus, you know, just addressing those areas as they come up, but not putting it under the banner of trust. Because I've had these things happen to me. I've had bosses who weren't always sincere. Or and how did you handle the situation? I just called them out on it. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what, um, Gerald? That's good for you, but there are some people <laughs> that need the tools. That's great, because you're just like that, because you're G. Johnson. Yeah. But there are some people that need tools to be able to feel empowered. And, and the one thing about... Um, 
the concepts in his book, and, and we're gonna move on and, and talk about the next competency. But one of the things to, to keep in mind is that this, it's, it's to help you to, to engage in consistent dialogue. When you first start off, it's really awkward to say, I wanna have a meeting with my boss and talk to my boss about sincerity. You're not sincere. Right, 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 right. It's difficult, it's challenging. But if you, you know, feel empowered and you have tools and there you, you sat down and you mapped it out and you thought your plan through, you just feel more and more empowered. And so I think in terms of developing leaders and developing leadership skills and qualities, because being a leader is not just the person that you report to. Everyone is a leader and everyone can develop these leadership skills and qualities. But it's just a matter of practicing them, being consistent, and feeling empowered and not being afraid to go and address the situation as opposed to thinking a leader is supposed to be the one that answers all of the questions or resolves all of the issues. So sincerity is basically doing what you say. So doing if you make, what you say. So if you make a commitment, you honor it, yes. you stand by your word, and so I'm I'm smiling at you right now because in in trans in full transparency. No transparency here. <laughs> we we talking to millions and millions okay, of people. We okay. ain't transparent okay. here. So but, I think the other thing too is being able to quickly go back to the individual. If you find yourself, if you identify, hey, look, I'm not being sincere, then acknowledge that. Go to the person, have the conversation, you know, self-disclose, and then go from there. So you, so basically, if you buff up, yes, if you buff up, if you buff up, come, come forth and say, "Hey, I messed up. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I did not do come what correct. I was what I was supposed to do. Right, and I'm sorry." Exactly. Sorry goes a long way it sometimes. It does, it does. You know, just and mean what you say. And mean what you say. Okay. And mean it. Don't come back the next time and do the same thing exactly. just five minutes after you said you were sorry. Exactly. We've just learned how a lack of sincerity will affect organizational performance. Stay with us to learn about the other three distinctions of trust, reliability, competence, and care. I'm Gerald Johnson, and I'm here with my co-host, Valerie Lewis. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and this is episode two. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and write a review. A couple of quick programming notes. If you want to get in touch with us here at MOB, you can reach us at sabacon.net or at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. And if you're a mastermind and you have a great story to share or a question to ask, please reach out. Coming up, we will discuss the other three distinctions of trust and six steps to engage in a constructive dialogue about trust from Charles Feltman's book, The Thin Book of Trust, an essential primer for building trust at work. So let's go to the next one. You want to go to the next one? Yeah. What's the next one? Reliability. Reliability. All right, go ahead. Tell me about reliability. Well, what did you think when you read the book? What did what what were your thoughts around um, reliability? See, I just think you know overall, I think that his whole thing, and I keep going back to Mr. Feltman, is to get to, he wanted to make a book. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good book. So if Mr. Feltman ever, you know, I do think the book was good, and it's worth a buy. It's worth to read. It's worth to understand. I just think that. He's reincorporating terms that I'm familiar with or actions or behaviors into a modern uh, modern day. And so reliability was to make sure somebody can count on you. If you say you're going to do something, 
they know they can trust you, trust you mm -hmm. to do it, that it will actually get done and that they don't have to worry that you're going to let them down. Right. So it's it's kind of... Deliver what you promise. Deliver what you promise. See, okay. See, that's why you're the leadership coach because so you got that real nice, concise... I'm not the leadership coach. Val's the leadership coach. That's why she's the leadership coach. But go ahead. Tell, tell, tell us about delivering what you promise and reliability. Okay. Well, it, of course, it's like the cornerstone of business, right? Yeah. Because if you can't deliver on what you promise, then you don't have a business. Again, I, I just think it goes both ways, that as a leader, a leader is responsible for helping the employee know what they have to deliver on, and then the employee is responsible for asking a lot of questions. What do I have to deliver on? When do you want it? How do you want it? Right? So, you know, I know I've found myself in situations where I've had a leader come to me and say, Val, I need your help and I need you to work on, you know, this project. And it's not really well defined. There are no timelines or deadlines. And I, and I go, this is, you know, when I was younger, you know, I would go, okay. Because you want to be, you know, you're, you want to be looked at as, okay, I've got this, I can do this. But if you don't answer all those questions, what do you want, when do you want it, how do you want it, how do you want to communicate, then it could backfire on you and you, you would be looked at as not being reliable. You know, one of the things, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Val, mm -hmm. but one but of you the things. But you did. I did. I did. I did. Oh, my God. You didn't God. mean to, but see, you did. See, that's not a trust issue, oh. though. <laughs> but anyway, one of the it's things. It's going to be a care issue, but we're not there yet. Oh, no, okay. that's not a care issue. Okay. But the, uh, one of the things I did notice about when I was reading the book about reliability, one of the things I noticed was that he mentioned a lot of times how you could have misunderstandings mm -hmm. that would build into a lack of trust. Mm -hmm which he went a great deal into trying to avoid the misunderstanding in the first place so that, that when you ask someone to do something right. or basically what you were just talking about, when you accept doing something, you acknowledge and you know what you're committing to. Exactly. And, just uh, be real clear. So if you, if you have a goal, if a leader has a vision or an expectation, be real clear on defining what that expectation is. And if I'm the one that is in charge of delivering, then I need to be real clear on what I'm delivering, how I'm delivering it, and when I'm delivering it. I'll also tell you about reliability. You know, there are some job cultures where you are evaluated on your ability to deal with ambiguity, right? <laughs> so that's... I never worked at that type of place. Well, I have. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> we ain't going to ask you where you work. No, no. Okay. No, but, you know... It's it's a slippery slope because you are expected, especially when you get higher up, you know, in the management positions, you're expected to know how to deal with ambiguity. Well, that's not really helping you to be reliable, right? So it's, you know, you have to kind of weigh each each situation and, and the culture. Okay, so let's go over, go over into uh, competency. And, and what's competency? So competency is can you do the job? Do you have the skills, the experience, the expertise to do the job? Or if you don't, can you identify that you don't have those skills and expertise? And then are you courageous enough to ask for, for those, help. For, to ask for help? Correct. Mm. I guess competency is kind of another one I would say, you know, but, you know, this is just, hey, he's just incorporating this into trust. But, you know, it's very important that you do know what you got to know to do the job. Well, and you also find situations where you have people that are promoted that are too not fast. competent. Right. Or they just got promoted too quickly. Well, whatever. Or they're not competent. <laughs> <laughs> 
and for multiple reasons. That if you have a leader that is, is promoted or anyone in a position that's promoted and they don't have the competency to do the job, it does have an impact on the team's ability to work together. And it does impact it does. the trust. It definitely right? does. I just never called it trust before. Okay. So I'm learning. You just have an issue with, with the, calling it trust. Yeah, I no, I, I'm just learning something new. You're teaching See, me today. That's why I'm here. You're teaching that's why me you today. Me. But I think, you know, where competencies are concerned, there's a lot of times where people are promoted too quickly or they don't know. I just wouldn't have never called that trust. I would have just called it you don't have the skills to do the job you're you're trying to do. I would never call that trust, but the way he looks at it is when somebody lets you down because they didn't have the skills to do what they he's calling that that's the breach of trust. Or, is that am I right about that part? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that part. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm right about something. Yeah. Now, Val never, Not, ever, ever, no. ever, ever, ever says I'm right about anything. <laughs> ever. Well, at least I'm consistent ever. with that. My husband will say the same thing. At least I'm consistent. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, the other thing I wanted, you, you just reminded me of something. So when you evaluate an individual, you don't just evaluate them on their ability to do the work, right, achieve okay. the goals. You're also looking at the behaviors that they bring in, right? right? So, again... When you know, I think that sometimes people hide behind the word trust. Oh, I don't trust you. Well, what does that really mean? That's so if true. you're able to say, I'm not sincere or I'm not reliable, or I'm not competent, that helps me to really identify it. And so that people are not walking around, you know, say, for instance, you're not, I don't think you're reliable. Well, then I'm at every meeting because I don't trust you to be reliable, exactly. right? So if we can identify it and then engage in those conversations, again, I think that, not like your example of way back when, but we <laughs> have to look at people at, with their behaviors that they bring, not just goals, but they are people and they're coming to work and they have behaviors that show up. We have discussed sincerity, reliability, and competence, three of the four distinctions of trust. You will be a better leader when you master the four distinctions of trust, whether you call it that or not. And as Val always says, we are all leaders regardless of title. Now, all that's left is care and our review of the six steps you can use to engage in a constructive dialogue about trust with your colleagues at work. You are listening to MOB Episode 2, and we're so glad you decided to join us. Please subscribe to our podcast and write a review if you like the show. Don't forget to visit us at sabacon.net and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sabacon Ideas. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. And with that, let's get back to the show. So the last area of trust right. is care. Right. And what is care all about? So care is one of those touchy-feely words. Do you no, love it me? doesn't mean that. I, do I love you? No. It doesn't, doesn't mean you mean like me? No. It doesn't mean, it, what does it, it means, mean? are we in this together? Okay. Can I rely on you? Okay. Are you part of the team? How are you, Do you have my back? Are we all doing this together? Right? Okay. It's like sports. If you're, you know, if your quarterback's doing one thing, and okay, maybe I shouldn't use that analogy because Why? Why I don't, shouldn't you use I don't know, like quarterbacks, you know, you backs, know, halfbacks, you know, I don't know. Well, you got all the, the terminology, okay. kickers, quarterbacks, well, halfbacks, okay. So... so if all of the players don't care or don't have the same vision or the same agenda or what, it's just difficult. So I may not necessarily like you, but I know you care about me and we're all striving for the same thing. So if you feel that someone cares about you, you're likely to care about them yeah. and improve 
improved productivity yeah. because you care yeah. about each other. You feel safe. Yeah. You feel safe. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I kind of go along with okay. that. One thing. One, I, one out of four. I, I okay. thought it was a good book. I mean, okay. I really did think it was a good book. I really did. I think that he identifies, he breaks down trust into four areas. I thought that was a little foo-foo-y, mm -hmm. but the areas that he's talking about are critical to managing a business and to having a good employee, employer, as well as peer-to-peer -peer relationship. Exactly. And manager to subordinate, however, which I think it's really critical to have. So I'm kind of joking around a little bit, but what Mr. Feltman, <laughs> what he identifies. I, I hope you have an opportunity to meet him. Oh, my God. Okay. You know, it'd be so embarrassing <laughs> if I actually did. Hello, Mr. Feltman. Hey, Mr. Feltman. <laughs> you know, it's so, it'd be so embarrassing if I actually did meet him. But I think what he identifies is critical right. to managing. So that's all kidding aside. I think it's critical to managing. I just think he put it together in a nice little package for people to read and understand. He did give some ways to address to address things uh, when they were deficient or how you would go about what What did he talk about? Well, he talked about, and we want to leave something to the imagination because we, we really? want to encourage folks to go and pick up the book and engage in, yeah, you know. If to, you want to be a better, him. but everybody don't want to be a better leader. Well, okay. They're, they're, they're satisfied with the way they are. Okay, that's fine. You don't that's trust fine. me? So what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it also helps in your uh, personal relationships, too, if oh. that's any incentive. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, you better care for your wife. <laughs> so the other thing is that um, he actually gives six, you know, ways or steps to engage in constructive dialogue. And before I go into the six things, one of, one of the things that I want to say is that um, walking in trust is a choice. Really? Right? You have to, you know, you can decide that you want to take the risk and engage in the conversation and dialogue, or you can just, you know, decide I want to be safe and I don't want to go there. So, and, and in some situations and in cultures and work situations, you may have to consider how you want to approach a person or a leader or and especially if you feel like there's going to be some retaliation, so you want to there's be careful. There's going to be retaliation. That. So the first thing is decide there's if you're willing be. to talk to the person about it by asking yourself uh, a couple of questions. Right? What do you want to gain from the conversation? I want this person to trust me. <laughs> what do you stand to lose by having the conversation? Everything. Right. Um, then you want to kind of identify which which area is the trust or the mistrust coming from. Is it f coming from lack of sincerity, reliability, uh, care, or or competency? Then you want to go into looking at where you're coming from, right? Because you always want to look at yourself. I'm what are you bringing? To get ahead. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just adding stuff. I just, but yes, go ahead. And what when you have this conversation, what are you looking for? Like what would be a resolution? So if you're the person that's engaging in mistrustful situation, what would you do to rectify the situation? And if you're going to someone where you feel like they're operating under, you know, kind of mistrust, what would you be looking for? So take some time to think about that. Um, and then just determine what you need in order for that person to regain your trust or for you to regain someone else's what trust. I always need. Sorry. Sorry. I made a mistake. For the love of God, I made a mistake. I, I didn't know. do it on purpose. And then being, then being able to approach the person to see if they're willing to engage in that conversation. So it's a thin book of trust. It's, it's really thin and small, but it's powerful. It is powerful. Powerful. It's good. Mr. Feltman... If you're listening, I didn't mean any of that stuff I said. I, I don't think he, I don't think he took it that way. You don't think he took no, it? No, I don't. Yeah, I, 
So anyway, well, I think I think it was I think it was a good book. It's a good read. It's quick. It's fast, and it will make you a better leader. I think it'll definitely make you a, it will make you. And also remember that the definition of a leader is not just someone that is a director or a manager or a VP or an executive. We're all leaders. We're all leaders. Yes, we are, Gerald. Even you, even Gerald me? Johnson. I'm a leader. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> What's your middle name? I'm not telling you that. Okay. Well, I was going to say Gerald E. Johnson or It's whatever. not even E, it's okay. C, but that's another issue. Okay. So, you know, we always go, so what did we learn? What's top of mind for us today? What did we learn today? So, Val, what did you learn today? So, I learned trust is a choice. Trust is a choice. Trust is a choice. You ought to um, come up with a t-shirt for that. Trust is a choice. Okay. We went over the the six tools to help you engage in a meaningful dialogue to kind of get to the issue of trust. It's not a magic bullet, but it uh, it is a tool to help. And one of the things that we didn't talk about, but I did get from the read, is to ask for feedback. Ask for feedback. Feedback is valuable. It hurts sometimes when you hear it, but yeah. if you can allow yourself to be open to feedback, it is so valuable in terms of your growth. It is phenomenal. So those are my key points from the book, and that's what you know. That's what you I learned. We were having some fun reviewing the Thin Book of Trust, an essential primer for building trust at work, but the concepts mentioned by Charles Feltman are no laughing matter. Is your organization untrustworthy? Does your organization exude trust? We want to hear about the trustworthy organizations in your life and how you dealt with trust issues on your job. Give us a holla and let us know how you handle these issues on your job. We like to be inspired by stories of triumph. If you want to hear more of MOB, please subscribe. Well, that's it for today. Both Val and I want to thank you for listening to MOB, Masterminds of Business. We also want to thank our engineer extraordinaire, Frank Sterling. And if you want to get in touch with us here at MOB, you can reach us at Sabacon.net or Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. And please remember, until next time, Nothing happens unless you make it happen. Thank you.